0: Read and hear more about important news and policy issues at ncpolicywatch.com. This is News and Views. Welcome to News and Views. I'm your host, Rob Schofield. The recent procedural decision of the U.S. Supreme Court to allow a Texas anti-abortion law to remain in effect, at least for the near term, sent a new and troubling signal that reproductive freedom in our nation is hanging by a thread. The news also spurred new calls for Congress to act to assure that all American women have access to basic reproductive health care. Earlier this week, I got a chance to get an update on where things stand in this debate and with respect to a bevy of other front page topics in a conversation with Wake County Congresswoman Deborah Ross. Well, Congresswoman Deborah Ross, welcome back to News and Views. Good to have you back with us.
1: It's always good to be with you, Rob. I know
0: you're one of the hardest working people in Washington. I follow your emails. I see the amazing amount of work you're doing to represent us in Congress. But there's so much going on right now. I'm sure you're staying enormously busy. One issue that sort of has leapt to the top of the news right now is this troubling development in Texas. This is an issue that's near and dear to your heart, the issue of reproductive freedom for women of America. Can you give us your take on what happened, what the Supreme Court may or may not have done, and maybe the implications for people in North Carolina?
1: Well, first, the women of Texas and the women who help women in Texas are in the crosshairs, and that was not necessary. I want to just remind people who are listening that Chief Justice Roberts agreed that this law should be put on hold. The law obviously would ban abortion after six weeks and empower and reward private citizens For hunting down women and people who help them in their hour of need. And this is really unheard of. And what the court did was allow the law to go into effect on kind of a trumped up procedural ground and let frivolous lawsuits and really just kind of vigilante justice prevail in Texas. And as I said, people have been. Quoting Justice Sotomayor, who was so very direct about the effect of this, not just the effect on women, but the effect on the law. But I do want your readers to remember that the Chief Justice saw this for what it was as well. And so we are scrambling in Texas to help people. But what that has done is made it even more imperative that we have a nationwide protection for reproductive freedom. It has been a patchwork throughout the states. We've seen different states chipping away at Roe versus Wade ever since it came into being. And now it is just clear that unless Congress acts, we are not going to have the same reproductive freedom across this country. And so I was on a call today about what we will be doing going forward before the end of September. You will see the House take action on this. Remember, my friends, there are two pro-choice Republicans on the Senate side, Senator Collins and Senator Murkowski. This is not a Democratic or Republican issue. This is something that crosses party lines, and it's something that affects all women. I want to add to this that you know during September, we are taking up other issues that affect women, mothers, and mothers who have just had babies. We still need to expand Medicaid in particular to women who have just given birth so that they too are covered by health care. We need to make the child tax credit permanent so that Parents can take care of the children that they have, get the childcare they need. We need to have universal pre-K, which is something that North Carolina used to value. And we need to do it not just in the state, but we need to do it around the country. I see all of these issues as intertwined and as a statement about how we treat women and families and what our values are when it comes to trusting women to make the right choice for themselves and their families.
0: Amen to that. We wish you all the best luck with that. It would be a a wonderful development if our Congress could move forward finally to guarantee reproductive freedom for all women in America. And we we trust that eventually that's going to happen and maybe it's going to take troubling laws like what developed in Texas to finally spur that on. We'll keep our fingers crossed. So much else in the news these days. Obviously, we remain in the midst of a deadly pandemic. The numbers here in North Carolina continue to soar in terms of hospitalizations and deaths. We're back up to levels we haven't seen since the dead of winter earlier this year. Is there more that we can or should do, or are we just going to have to ride this out?
1: People need to get vaccinated plain and simple. They need to get vaccinated and they need to get tested. I went and visited Duke Raleigh Hospital. You know, they have a new addition at Duke Raleigh Hospital. I did this a month ago. This is before, you know, what you're seeing in the papers every day. Every one of their ICU beds was being used. This was a month ago. I do want to give credit where credit's due to Wake County. We have a vaccination rate for adults over 75%. Wake County has had free vaccines and free testing since the beginning of the pandemic. But it is a combination of getting as many people vaccinated as possible and making sure that people continue to get tested. I've been vaccinated. I've had both of my Pfizer vaccines, but I still get tested. I particularly get tested when I come home from Washington DC because I'm interacting with people from all over the country and I don't know who they've been interacting with. And we have a responsibility to our own health and to our loved ones and our neighbors to know whether or not we're carrying this coronavirus. And I am hoping that with the increased attention And with the very, very sad stories that we're seeing, that people are finally getting the message that they have to take personal responsibility to get themselves and their loved ones vaccinated, and that there's a continuing responsibility to be tested if you've been in a situation where you think you might have encountered the coronavirus and you could have breakthrough COVID
0: incredibly important advice. We hope people are making note of that. We feel somewhat optimistic that you cite these numbers in Wake County. We know we still have a ways to go. Uh, Speaking of the pandemic, one area in which we know that the government has been of big help, but maybe is starting to step aside and causing some people some concern, Mm -hmm. comes to things like unemployment insurance and the eviction moratoria. We know that those made an enormous difference in easing the impact of the pandemic for so many. But now at this point, As a result of some court rulings and the refusal of some of your Republican colleagues to go along with extensions, uh, people are going to be sort of back on their own at this point.
1: Well, I will say, you know, both of those situations are going to cause economic hardship. I also believe they will cause an increase in the coronavirus. However, when it comes to the evictions, we still have money to help people and the ways of getting that money out are improving. In fact, North Carolina is one of the best states at getting that money out, Um, And we have more to get out the door. Again, I need to say that Wake County has done better than most counties doing it. And the state is responsible for 88 counties. The other 12 counties are doing it on their own. But what we've seen is funding for legal services to help people who have been evicted. We've seen more efforts to connect landlords and their tenants and have a joint effort to get this money. We've seen cooperation from the Apartment Association. It is not a perfect situation, and clearly rolling this out in the middle of a pandemic was not a particularly easy thing to do, but there is still money. There are so many resources. We will be doing a roundtable on this mm-hmm. and providing more resources about it next week, um, but we continue to put out the information. And I do believe that the state and the county are doing a good job. Finally, I was on a call last week with Chairwoman Maxine Waters, and I believe that we're going to be seeing um, some legislation that will provide even more easing of the process so that we can get all of this money out the door, because we still can help people.
0: Yeah, and we know it's beneficial to both tenants and landlords. It's good for landlords to keep their tenants in their apartments and paying their rent. So it's one where hopefully all sides will be working together. Which I know you've been working on legislation, which we really hope can get across. The finish line is in the infrastructure realm. We know that, uh, especially in light of the recent Hurricane Ida and the damage it did really all up and down the East Coast, It was brought home once again, how vitally important it is that we get after this problem as the climate emergency only worsens. You think that might help push it across the finish line, this recent uh, disaster?
1: I, I absolutely believe that we will pass a comprehensive infrastructure package. It's bipartisan. It was bipartisan on the Senate side. Both of our senators voted for it, and we will do that. In the House, there's a commitment to do that. In addition to that, we need our Build Back Better agenda, which Mm -hmm. takes care of many, many climate issues in a much bolder way, also provides housing assistance, as we've discussed, affordable housing assistance, deals with pre-K, makes the child tax credit permanent. um, And we're calling that the child tax cut right now because that's exactly what it's doing um, and provides for two years of free community college. There are so many good things in that package. I think we can get both of them across the finish line.
0: Fingers crossed. A couple quick issues to hit you with here before you have to go. I want to ask about voting rights. I know the fight continues there. You and Congressman Butterfield recently addressed this issue at a forum uh, the For the People Act, the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. We know that's an uphill battle, but it, uh, something that, that uh, work is going to continue on.
1: Well, we've passed everything in the House, and they are very strong bills. And so if your uh, listeners are interested, I would encourage them to reach out to their senators.
0: And finally, we've just passed the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and uh, obviously it it's more or less coincided with the withdrawal, finally, the what seemed like the inevitable withdrawal from Afghanistan. I you know this has caused a lot of pain and suffering and concern in a lot of corners, but it seems ultimately something that was inevitable was going to happen. Do you have any sort of words of wisdom for us on this uh, momentous uh, anniversary?
1: Well, I'm hoping that we use this anniversary to remember both the people who lost their lives in the horrific attacks on our country on 9-11, and to celebrate our service members who did so much to both deal with terrorism and, um, you know, make sure that we didn't have bin Laden anymore, and help the people of Afghanistan. We owe them and their families a debt of gratitude, and we must take care of them. We also need to get, any American out of Afghanistan who we can. We need to help the people who helped us and we need to continue our humanitarian efforts. My office is doing that. We have 70 open cases and um, we are doing everything that we can to help the people who have helped us and to make sure that people in Afghanistan know that the United States still cares about their plight.
0: Congresswoman Deborah Ross has only been in office, not even eight full months, but she's obviously one of the most effective and hardest working members of Congress in Washington. Thank you for your service. Look forward to uh, another update from you later this fall.
1: Well, thanks so much, Rob. Have a great day.
0: Coming up next, how could it be that an abandoned Burlington missile factory continues to emit toxic chemicals into an adjacent neighborhood years after it closed? Talk to the author who broke the story. Don't go away.